welcome to season three of Gill Athletics Connection Podcast. If this is your first time here, we're so excited you hit the play button today. If you like what you hear, check out our library of hundreds of past guests that is sure to give you value. For everyone else, we're so happy you've come back. Quick favor, if you haven't already, consider taking a minute to rate and review the podcast. This simple act helps amplify these amazing stories, and we just love to hear your feedback. Heck, we may even read it out loud in a future episode. Okay, that's enough of an intro, right? Let's get to it. See what today's guest has in store for us. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Mike, and if you're on YouTube, you see Clayton is here with me, and you've already known that he's our guest today because, well, because you can read, and it's the episode title. Uh, as we explore coaches from uh, literally around the world, every once in a while, I like to highlight some of my favorite people, which are our teammates here at Gill Athletics. And today, uh, I've got a good one. He's, I don't even know, have you done your one year? No, sir. This guy isn't even got, I've gotten 16 years here. We're on a 16 to one ratio here. Uh, so I've done 16 and my man Clayton Turner has had not even one, but let me tell you what, he's affecting business way more than I did in my first year. So help me welcome today's guest, the wise, the wonderful Mr. Clayton Turner. Clayton, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Uh, man, I, I uh, you know, I say this a lot on the podcast but I have the best job in the world. <laughs> you get to experience it. You see it a lot. Uh, but, you know, I get, to, I get to interview and talk to coaches around the world uh, and just amazing ones. You know, we've had Lonnie Green, the head coach of Kentucky on uh, here recently. Adam Kedge, an amazing high school coach out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And honestly, I think you are, I think you're teammate number four uh, that we've had on the podcast. I, I really enjoy these. Uh, one, because I'm going to learn something about you that I didn't know, even after working with you fairly intimately for, you know, close to a year. Uh, but I love for our listeners to get to know you. You know, if, if, if you're listening out there and you've done any work with us here and you just humble us and choose our products, uh, you have, if you don't know Clayton, if you haven't worked with him, you have been touched by him. <laughs> you know, we have the industry leading uh, dealer network out there. And so Clayton's kind of the, uh, you remember Wizard of Oz, the guy behind the curtain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Clayton. <laughs> He's the guy in the, behind the curtain that's pulling the levers, making things work and focuses on our construction equipment. So I think I want to start there, Clayton. Uh, and we're going to get into, uh, trust me, we're going to get into track. This guy has an amazing track history and even did some track coaching. Uh, we're going to get into that. But I thought you know, the title of today's episode is the Gill Athletics Construction Equipment Specialist, and maybe uh, people don't know what that means out there. So talk to us about what, what you oversee here product-wise at Gill Athletics. So basically what I do is I oversee all of our equipment that goes into the ground, essentially, uh, whether that's vault boxes, takeoff boards, uh, cages, sand pit forms, all that. Um, so I basically oversee that uh, get it to schools, companies, and uh, just make them have an excellent facility. So I like that you said, you know, things that go in the ground. So um, you mentioned vault boxes because they go on the ground. So not so much uh, a pole vault pit, although, you know, we work with all the equipment, but your main focus is not necessarily the pole vault pit. It's the pole vault box because that goes in the ground. Yeah, correct. Uh, and you mentioned sand pit forms, uh, maybe you said takeoff boards, mm -hmm. et cetera. And those products are typically not so much purchased by a track coach. Now the track coach, if you're listening, you have a lot of input on the pole vault pit and hurdles and 
poles and things like that. But typically during a construction phase, who are you usually interfacing with? I'm usually uh, contacted by contractors uh, with coaches input, uh, architects, um, just basically just overall construction people is who I mostly deal with on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I got, and I'm such a, and you know this, I'm such a coach advocate uh, and I've done many, many, many facilities in my 16 years. That just means I'm old, by the way. No, no, (laughs) there's no brag. It just means I've been around a lot, Uh, but I'm continually, um, it just hurts me because it's continually, most of the time in these processes, there's two distinct parts to a new facility. One is the construction. So the actual building of the track, that's where you come in mm-hmm. with vault boxes, sand pit forms, mm-hmm. uh, cages, you mentioned hammer cages, discus cages, etc., circles, toe board, the whole nine. Uh, <laughs> rarely, it's a very unique situation when a coach is actually consulted during that phase. Uh, when it comes to the air quotes here, fun stuff, the, the pits, the hurdles, uh, implements, things like that. Oh yeah, they, they get into the coach. But when they're designing the track, it's, it's quite common. They don't even ask the people that are going to be on that track every day. <laughs> well, how many sand pits and where, which way should they be located? Mm-hmm. How big and, and uh, how many vault boxes and which way because of winds and things like that. Exactly. It, it, it bugs me like no one's a business, man. Uh, in fact, so much that I wrote an article on LinkedIn about it. Like, Hey coach, you're getting a new facility. Okay. Now what? And that now what is you need to be without getting yourself fired coach, get into the process as much as possible. Now you mentioned track and field products, which of course the vast, vast majority of our listeners here um, know about probably know more than we do <laughs> a lot of products uh, that go on there, but what are there other things in your purview? Maybe not track and field. We do. Uh, I do a lot with soccer, surprisingly a lot with baseball. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people like would agree with you that we that people don't know that we do all these different sports. We have tennis as well. Um, going on the Porter side, we have volleyball that I deal a little bit with, but not not that much. But uh, yeah, we do baseball, tennis, soccer, all the whole nine yards. And it's again kind of that same theme of in the ground. Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not putting something like in the ground, but. But with soccer goals and stuff, you can anchor it into the ground and all that. But but most of the time, it's on wheels, and and you can move it off the field and on the field. Mm-hmm. But like baseball, we're dealing with stuff like the foul poles, which go in the ground, the dugouts. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yep. Yep. We got a couple tennis systems that go in the ground. They're sleeved, uh, indoor-outdoor. And I, I think people – wouldn't really know that right from the outside looking in yeah yeah were you surprised so you know we're going to get into your athletic and coaching uh side of life here uh where you went to school and uh the great college that you graduated from uh, who just signed a football deal with alabama by the way i don't know if you saw that yesterday no, I, didn't. I, I didn't see what year it is but yeah alabama we don't want to spoil yet uh, where you went to school but uh just just wait until you find out where you went to school and then realize <laughs> alabama and then we're going to play football um Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. So uh, <laughs> when, um, let me lose my complete train of thought. Uh, <laughs> what, what, okay. So you knew of Gil, uh, spoiler alert, Clayton is from the area. He's a local, call it, you know, within an hour of, of uh, Champaign, Illinois. So you knew of Gil, knew of Gil growing up as you go, you went through track and college track. Did it surprise you when you got here and was going through the interview process and we started talking about baseball and uh, soccer did that were you just like are these guys pulling my leg absolutely so I showed up for my interview and 
And if you haven't been to the factory, there is football goal outside. There's a soccer goal outside. And I pull up in my car and I look out and I see football and soccer goal. I'm like, huh, I did not know that we, that Gill Athletics does that. They put, really put the athletics in athletics. Yeah, great point. Yeah, yeah. Did, did it, like when you saw that, was it like a concern of like, oh, wait a minute, I thought this was a track position or maybe the opposite. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I'd be interested in learning more. How did you take that? I took it as the way you just put it. Um, I'm a, I'm a multiple sport guy. I love all sports equally, but, um, but I, I was ready for the challenge. Mm -hmm. I didn't know enough about goals and all that good stuff, but I knew how to play the game. Just not what we used to play the game. Now I'm famous for challenging our guest Clayton mm -hmm. and we've got our first challenge right off the bat. Oh gosh. You just said you love all sports equally. Yes. So you watch as much cricket on TV as you do football because you love it equally. It feels televised. Absolutely. Uh, it's televised a lot, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Not with my package. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. I got the ESPN Ocho. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it on there. Exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, let's talk about let's let's go back in our way back machine. And let's start with track and field and we'll kind of lead up to you know, how you found out about the job and the interview process and uh, put a nice little bow on it. Uh, so talk to us about what, were you a track athlete and any other sports? What'd you do in high school? In high school, I was a four sport athlete for three years. Uh, fourth year, I took, took a little more exception to track and field, but I did football, baseball, basketball, and track. Wow. Up until my senior year of high school. W was that I don't know how big your high school was. Was that more because it was a smaller high school? And so I came from a small high school. So, you know, if you don't have multiple sport athletes, you don't have teams. Yeah. Uh, or was it more just like you just had a lot of love? You loved all sports yeah. equally, so <laughs> yeah. you wanted to play them all. Yeah, um, kind of both. Um, I go to oh, – I went to Tuscola High School, just 30 minutes south of Champaign. About uh, 300 kids, my whole entire school, 80 in my graduating class. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I – I loved all the sports I played and um, can't say I was great at them, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was kind of a necessity for, for a small school, for someone to do a lot of sports. And I was the culprit of that. Well, the culprit. <laughs> what was your favorite out of those four? I mean, I mean, be real. Don't let any pressure that you oh, work yeah. for a track company make it that. Was there one that you, you know, you're like, man, if only I'd have been six, four and 300, I'd have done more in this sport or whatever. Um, well, my first love ever was basketball. First, really? See, yeah. I told you I was going to learn something. Yeah. I thought you were going to say football. I love that it was basketball. That's I cool. love basketball yeah. and basketball trivia. Hmm. Yeah. It's, so you wouldn't the, tell looking at Yeah. yeah that, I was shocked it. when you said yeah. that basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, um, so with, with basketball, like if it was a case of like, man, if I was 6'3", 180, I have no clue what an average basketball player height and weight is, uh, like you, you would have gone on to, to do basketball? Absolutely not. Oh, really? <laughs> I was not great at it, but I loved it. But I love the sport. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's some of the world's greatest athletes, some of them. Um, and I just fell in love with it. My dad coached my sister when I was a little kid and I was just in the gym shooting around and found myself buying a video game and just falling in love with the sport. Wow. Yeah. What position did you play? I was a guard. You were a guard. Okay. Couldn't handle the basketball at all. That seems like a problem. Yeah. I don't know much about basketball, but that seems like a problem. They called it a hybrid. Okay. <laughs> I think that like like that was just a soft term to use for someone who who who's shorter but yeah. can't handle yeah. basketball. <laughs> God bust him. He tries so hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and which one out of those four were your least favorite? I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. This is tough because you put your heart and soul in mm-hmm. each one of those. Which one was your like, you know, in fact, you said you only did only did three your senior year. Mm-hmm. Which one did you drop? And can we assume that was probably the less passionate one for you? Um, you could say that uh, I dropped baseball going to my senior year. It was mostly because of a conflict with track in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had to sit down with our AD Ryan Hornaday uh, and literally map out every day what practice i'd be at mm. what game i'd be at what game i'd be pitching what game i'd be throwing or, mm. or what me i'd be throwing at and that was just a whole mess and took a toll on my arm so but i'd probably say that's that's probably a good bet baseball so where does track fit in here you did it all four years mm-hmm. uh you mentioned you were a thrower so mm-hmm. you, you uh work that side of it how did that fit into sports and your passion um so early on, we had a uh, track and field unit in PE. And the head coach now at Tuscola for their football team, Andy Romine, uh, grabbed me and was like, we're going to do shot put today. I'm like, okay, he goes, you're going to be pretty good at it. What grades? Is this freshman? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. Sixth grade. Did you have any clue at sixth grade what throwing or even track was? No, but I was a bigger kid. And then I'm like, okay, if I can throw this eight-pound ball far i'm like mm-hmm. that, i'm like that's kind of cool right 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 because right. the alternative is go to run a couple miles oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. the whole, yeah, yeah. whole nine yards <laughs> that, that's not me so so andy romine put a shot put in my hand and i threw it and it was significantly farther than a lot of the kids in the grades and the kids that are doing seventh eighth grade track and he he looked at me and he's like you're gonna be you're gonna be good at this one day and i filed that back in the memory and went to state a couple times when i was a young kid didn't do much but but I ended up liking it a lot. <laughs> do you remember, excuse me, do you remember that first throw or, maybe that, or maybe that first practice and like, what was the feeling? Was it just like in awe? Cause it, you had to, str- while you were immediately good, um, but you still had to struggle. It's a first time skill. Oh, so yeah. it had to be like, oh man, I, I hurt my elbow because I oh, yeah. did this or something like that. But do you remember that feeling of whether it was like, oh my, uh, I found out who I am Yeah. or was it just more of like, okay, I'm an athlete. This is just another thing I'll do. And eventually you got real good, which we'll discuss. Um, first of all, it was, it was ugly. <laughs> so <laughs> I could just imagine the whole shuffle and oh, throwing. Yeah. So yeah. it was ugly, but um, I remember exactly what I threw that day. It was 29, nine. Wow. was like a fifth or sixth grade kid. I think it might've been fifth grade. You and, remember that. Yeah. I mean, that, that means and pretty he did, impactful. And coach Romine knows this day what I threw too. So wow yeah. so it became did it be or i should ask did it become a challenge of like okay i, I threw 29 which is 29 9 yeah. uh okay how do i get to 30 and then how do i get to 40 and how do i get like, yeah. how do i get to the olympics now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah when you're that young you don't really focus too much on on all all the little like nuances of throwing mm-hmm. so so it's a lot of just manning it out there for mm-hmm. a for a young kid so right. <laughs> so yeah did you um immediately go and start watching youtube videos or anything like that or was it still just okay it's practice time that's when i'll focus on it Uh, really that started later on in high Mm -hmm. school Mm -hmm. so but you had a lot of other i mean you're doing all these other sports as well so yeah uh, you have a good excuse of not just focusing everything on it yeah so when you go through middle school and in illinois we have a really strong supportive middle school track and field program all the way up to we have a middle school state championship mm-hmm. uh for track and field which is awesome that's not 
the common in a lot of other states. Um, when you got to high school, uh, what was what was it like transitioning to now doing football, basketball, baseball, and track and field? It was just kind of the way of life in Tuscola. Um, you're always doing camps. You're having like two or three practices a day for various sports and club teams, legion teams, all that good stuff for baseball. And um, it was just – I think, I think my class especially just had fun with it huh. and we, and it wasn't like we were going to practice. It was, we were going to go hang out with friends, which I think, which I think was huge for us when we were little and, and it paid dividends later on in high school. Yeah, it's, it's that group going to hang out and you just have to be doing football drills yeah. today or yeah. next day is basketball <laughs> yeah. run. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. You, you, you know, if you're, if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, you know, Clayton's face there, you really kind of lit up there when you're like, man, it was just me and some friends. And yeah whatever the sport of the day, the practice of the day was, as you look back on it now, you know, one of the things that you have today that you didn't have then is perspective. Like you mm -hmm. can look back and be like, oh, you know, this, you know, this was not as bad as I thought it was, or this oh, yeah. actually wasn't as great as I thought it was. Uh, when you look back on that time with friends, was that a big driver for your athletic career moving forward? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say so. Mm -hmm. um, dropping that to force sport my senior year was tough because yeah. I was losing a lot of my friends did baseball as opposed to track. Right. Um, so dropping that was super hard, but I knew it was the best thing for my future. And mm. later on down the road, it definitely paid off. Right. Right. Yeah. So walk us through high school career. Um, did you pick up the discus and we don't have jab, unfortunately, or the hammer, uh, but maybe you did summer track. How did high school career go throwing wise? Throwing wise um, started off. All right. Uh, I was just an average freshman, sophomore. And then, um, my junior year, I was still doing baseball and uh, I act like it was a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing, <laughs> but uh, I kind of hit my peak uh, in my junior year at state championships, which I threw 49, nine and three quarters. Can you believe oh, that? My yeah. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got ninth. Wow. Okay. Um, but my best friend, the whole wide world uh, got, I think second runner up. Okay. From, yep. from same school. Yep. Okay. Same school. Uh -huh. Best friend. Yeah. And then senior year, um, I hit my stride in the discus a little bit. I think mid one fifties, mm -hmm. and then fifty close to fifty three feet in the shot. I was third in the state, but I was second on my team. Yeah, my to best the same friend best got second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that going back to that junior year? You got ninth. Your best friend got second. You know, th there's a lot of forks in the road in our lives that we we make decisions on and we don't think about how important they are necessarily in the moment uh, but sometimes we can look back at them and realize wow thank goodness I didn't go this way that I chose to go this way so second on your team your your and, and maybe the best friend plays into it uh, but your teammate gets second you get ninth uh, you know some people could have taken that as well, what am I doing I'm not even the best on my team let's just go play baseball you, you know because because track that's one of the goods and bads about track it's very individual like yeah you know where you stand on your team and state yep. <laughs> where baseball you can kind of yes, hide a little better basketball you can hide a little bit and yeah. still be like well, i'm part of the team i still play minutes yeah. you know uh but you seem to have taken that as a challenge of like okay that's cool you got second i got ninth well that means like like you didn't project it doesn't feel like you took your projection of well dang it uh you know negative on him you took it more of like well then i better get better yeah Oh, definitely. And and definitely helps having having your best friend there because we would go back and forth on what we're doing and all that good stuff. There's an article about us in the Decatur Herald. Yeah. About us uh, watching Pitch Perfect together. And uh, the baseball movie. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. Uh, no, it, it was a uh, like a little 
sing along oh, the musical movie. yeah, yeah, the musical yeah, yeah. Movie. Okay. Right, right. and then in the paper call it's like hey what are you guys doing and it's like watch it pitch perfect <laughs> You know, there's some things you just don't tell reporters or record, just like you are now. Authenticity. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but but getting ninth place was definitely a springboard uh, into the next year. It's like it's like okay, we can do that. But how good can we be? And we had a great runner, uh, Eric Ponder. He was very good at the two mile mile. Uh, so we got fourth place our senior year with three guys as a team. Yeah, I took third in the shot sixth in the discus and my best friend Stephen gibson took first in the discus uh and second in the shot play did was either of those a more favorite event for you or did you love both of them shot put. yeah is that right yeah. why is that i don't know i'm uh i have really small hands so it's hard for me to hold the discus but i just never really got it and i i will go down saying the discus is one of the hardest throwing events mm -hmm. if, if not the hardest mm -hmm. Um, you just made every javelin coach listening right now be like, what's yeah, like crazy? <laughs> I, ja news. Javelin would definitely be yeah, one or two yeah. going back and forth. The good news is you made every discus coach right now. Go, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Finally, someone stands up for the discus. That's right. Yeah. What did, um, not that this necessarily is there's a correlation here, but were you a glider or um, uh, rotational in the shot put? I was a glider. Okay. And so did that cause some... Um, not consternation, but, uh, you know, discus, I, I assume you were rotational and yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but you weren't getting And again, you know, I'm making a really bad correlation here. Cause it's not, not necessarily that if you're a rotational shot, Oh, well, rotational and discus is easier because it is different yeah. footwork, uh, even though you're spinning around. Right. Um, so you just had uh, just discus just wasn't, I just never got it. Yeah. Just never got in the groove that's and, way of putting it. Yeah. and that's, and that's fine. Yeah. But, but I got a little bit better in college. I didn't really focus on it as much, yeah. but even tougher in college going to the 2k discus i think it's, Trust me. it's bigger than you think it ate me alive yeah so <laughs> stay in high school real quick what um any uh, mentors coaches uh a teacher that was you know just real instrumental in your development uh i already mentioned any real mind but uh stan winky hmm. uh long time throws coach at, at uh, tescola uh i can't remember last time he didn't have a 50 footer hmm. shot putter 150 discus thrower in high school which is amazing yeah yeah for sure yeah, just the longevity of it and, and just the athletes that we put out through Tescola has just been crazy. What was it about his style or leadership that helped bring you along and, and kept the love of track and field? Plenty of people fall in love with track as a sixth grader and by 10th grade, they're out because yeah. of the, uh, the, the, the lures of basketball or another sport. Uh, I, did, did he help bring stoke that passion for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, I think he saw more in us than we saw in ourselves. And that's mm. huge for, for, for a young athlete. Um, but he, he taught us more about the mental side of track and field, which is huge. I'm sure he, I know, you know, mm. but it's, it was huge for young athletes, the mental side of it all. Yeah. Cause he would take us to, to like our sectional site, which was like an hour and a half away just so we can get the feel of it and see it and oh, wow. feel it. Yeah. And uh, just little things like that that made us mentally tough like we'd have like our man challenges at like the end of practices where we would do like a little game just to, to make us more mentally sharp and ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think you hit it, the nail on the head. I've said this before, you know, the power of a great coach uh, the, and, and really not even the power of a great coach. Let me, let me back up there. The power of a coach, like that specialness of being a coach, you said it exactly like you, you nailed it is they see things in others 
before that person can see it in themselves. Yeah. Like they can, they can look at different kids and be like, yeah, you know, you, you can be good here. Like you can contribute. Mm-hmm. And with that kid may be like, you're crazy. I don't even, I can't even spell discus or what, you know, and, and that coach, you know, coaches, that's kind of the specialness of being a coach is you're there to pick people up and yeah. make them believe in something that they, they can't believe. Um, mm-hmm. but you, but you can, because you've seen it and you see it in them. So yeah. I, I love that for, for a coach. Yeah. So as you finish out Tuscola, uh, finishing, you know, third as a team at state, that's amazing with three people. Uh, we got fourth with Four, three people. Fourth with three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, remember I'm from Alabama. So numbers, <laughs> you know, we work together. So you've known how I've messed up numbers. Uh, what were you thinking, uh, school-wise, college-wise, uh, major, and, and where was, because you, you do become a coach for a little while, mm-hmm. was coaching at all in your mind in high school, uh, or was it still just something that was done to you? You know, you were coached at. Yeah, and I'll start off with with the school, with how that mm-hmm. went first. Um, originally, it was football was going to be the main driver. See, that's why I thought, because I knew this, mm-hmm. so that's why I thought when I said, what was your favorite? I would have put football down for you because I knew football was a thought of for the next level. So yeah. you were kind of looking at football opportunities first. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the only love I got from any coaches or programs was for football. Hmm. Um, and I took visits and all that good stuff. And there's a couple of visits that turned from football to track with two birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what were you always, when you were kind of fit, football first, in your mind, were you thinking, oh, yeah, but I want to also do track wherever I go? Or was it like, well, football is what's showing me love, so I'm just thinking football right now? Uh, if if things lined up the way, they they could have, maybe. You didn't close the door, but it wasn't oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I, you know, because oh, yeah. thankfully, some football players who are great at track are like, no, no, no. If, if I'm going to Alabama, you guys got to guarantee that I can also be on that track team. So you just had the door open, not – I'm definitely doing both. Yeah. At I, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, I know how hard it was being a track athlete in college. I couldn't even imagine doing two sports. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really I, is. Yeah. Uh, like the Texas A&M kid who, yeah. freshman who um, played offensive lineman uh, and threw Foster. He started as a senior, or as a, the center Bryce, Bryce Foster, I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. Phenomenal. <sighs> and, and really started out and got really good in the shot. He was good in high school, but you know, yeah. go to the 16 pounder, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. I don't know how. That that's is amazing. Beyond me. Yeah, that is amazing. But um, but yeah, uh, college football was was definitely an option, and uh, turns out not a whole lot of football coaches want a five uh, eleven uh, offensive lineman or a linebacker mm-hmm. that runs a five, like a five second forty. Mm-hmm. So um, it was quick lived. I got a couple of of looks and offers and all that good stuff, but uh, eventually track came to the forefront i mean i i had more accolades in football than i ever did in track mm-hmm. yeah you were uh, all state we, let's not gloss over i know this it's <laughs> my man here in illinois which is a top 10 for sure and some might argue top five football state for high school football man so that's bravo Absolutely. it was two a out of eight a's so no man you know how many two <laughs> a players wish yeah. They could have been all state. We take away, uh, we take a word just and onlys in this podcast. When I talk to coaches and they say, I just qualified one for nationals. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I many coaches? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you heard this, right? How many times did you hear it when we were together at D2, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about that experience for you as well. I'd uh, love to get your feedback uh, on how that was for you here as a, as a teammate. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no, not. It was 
only two way at the, at the bull crap. You competed against what you competed against, man. So bravo for, for that. I give a lot of uh, kudos to the team success. We were one game away from the state championship, lost by two. Uh, so it is what it is, but but the accolades are, were pretty nice. As you were looking at these colleges, d- deciding what's going to happen between football and or track, et cetera, what was your mindset academically? What were you thinking about majoring at that point? So my sister was a big driving factor in that she's more successful probably than I'll ever be. So kudos to her, and I love my sister very much. Taylor, if you're listening. You, you know she is. Taylor, <laughs> uh, this ain't the first time I've heard your name. Trust me, my man talks about you. He does love you so, so much. So, uh, and, and thank you, Taylor, because, uh, you know, our, our lives are led by leaders. And so, obviously, Taylor, whether she thought she was as your sister or not, yeah. was obviously an influence and therefore a leader uh, for you in your life. So, Taylor, shout out. I don't, I don't just shout out track coaches, man. Leadership is leadership is leadership. So, Taylor, thank you so much. So, what, how did Taylor affect you academically? Uh, just seeing how, how successful she, like, she was in the business world, I think, mm-hmm. really, really drove the night for me to really get into business like the business side and i knew being an athlete or what you could call an athlete uh you were an athlete <laughs> um, half my job folks is just boosting people love i mean come on you were an athlete 100%. of being an athlete and i like i knew i want to be on the business side of athletics in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that may be mm-hmm. and that's kind of what drove me to doing what i did in college so where'd you end up choosing the great old Harvard of the Midwest, <laughs> Eastern Illinois University. Everybody had a guess in their head when you said they're like, oh, Northwestern or <laughs> no, Eastern <laughs> Illinois. It's like, wait a minute, it's Eastern Illinois, which is a great school about 45 minutes south of us. Uh, we've enjoyed great relationships with their track coaches and uh, the mm-hmm. Illinois State Meet is held there, of course, and mm-hmm. just, a, just a really, really good school. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Not much differently than where I went to school, the real Harvard of the South, Troy University. So. <laughs> Uh, so you go to Eastern Illinois mm-hmm. and uh, do you play football or uh, I'm going to say just track? I did track and field. <laughs> I was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I knew I wanted to do a sport in college. I knew football probably wasn't the best avenue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know my sister went to Eastern. So I went and visited a couple of times and got a preferred walk-on spot and just mm-hmm. walked on there and made, made my way. See, again, uh, those forks in the road, you easily, because you aren't recruited for a scholarship at Eastern, easily could have said, well, then it's just not for me. They mm-hmm. don't want me that I don't want to work because it's hard work, yeah. uh, as you know, uh, easily because well, I'm just going to be, I'm going to go be the best student I can be, which wouldn't have been a bad yeah. Uh, avenue to go yeah definitely but there was more of like you know what okay that's fine I, and and i don't know necessarily that it was a chip on your shoulder like well i'm gonna earn a scholarship or i'm gonna show them for i'm not big on that yeah, belief, yeah. but that might be your avenue or it may have just been you know hey I, I like athletes and friends of mine who are athletes so i'm gonna do that yeah and, and it was a great way to make relationships mm. when you like when you go to university that not a whole lot of people from tuscola went to I think there's more now than thank thank goodness. Is that right? Not yeah. a, not as many. To, I would assume because it's I close. I think maybe one of my classmates, maybe two, went to Eastern. Oh, really? Surprised? Yeah, yeah I would have thought, you know, just because of closeness, a majority. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I went there when, when enrollment was down and, mm-hmm. and it's back up, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just loved having the structure in my life that I had for for my whole life doing mm-hmm. sports. So the structure was huge, and I think that really guided me and really helped me out my first year and. 
all the years I went there. I like that you said that, you know, when I coached specifically when I coached high school way back in the day, uh, you probably weren't even born. What, what year are you born? 96. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I, when I was coaching high school in 96, so right as you were born, uh, you know, I used to say this a lot with in different coaching conventions and stuff, you know, a kid, a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, 19, 22 year old kid, young adult, maybe at that point, they probably won't say it out loud. The majority of them won't say it out loud how you just said it there. Because again, you have perspective. Mm-hmm. They crave structure. Yeah. They crave rules. Now yeah. they won't tell you, oh, I don't like, you know, bedtimes at X, Y, and Z and practice time is all yeah. right. But when they're faced with the alternative of like, okay, do whatever you want. Uh, that gets old real quick and they don't like that. So I, I like that you're now able to, because I don't know that you as an 18, 19 year old kid would have been able to verbalize oh yeah Yeah. i like structure i like practices at x and then when that's done i gotta go eat because i gotta study hall at seven that's exactly verbalize that now that's exactly right yeah so do i need (laughs) to help you more here do i need to hey clayton you at four o'clock you gotta do (laughs) it if you're seeing that their productivity's down maybe maybe (laughs) well spoiler we do not need to have those conversations (laughs) my man you're killing it you're doing a great job so you joined the Eastern Illinois track team. Who was, I know they've gone through, maybe this is just more recently, uh, different throws coaches. Who was your throws coach at least to start? Jessica Sommerfeld. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. absolutely. No, did she, was she your coach all four years? Nope. Yeah. Okay. That was the first coaching change I ever had. Oh. So like, let's say that she right. was my head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Akers was the actual head coach. Yeah, Tom, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, that was my first coaching change ever. How did you react to that? Um, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was just another fork in the road, like you say, mm-hmm. and, um, just a different kind of style and, and thank God we meshed. Yeah. So. How, how did, we don't talk X's and O's, but how did the change in coaching, um, not, not the coaching change, but you know, college, you're starting for Labor Day instead of February, March yeah. in high school. Um, you're probably, uh, maybe not. I almost said you're probably lifting more, but you're a football player, but you are doing lifting in that sense. Uh, you're not, you're, here's the hardest part I think freshmen have is you start practice, they call it Labor Day. Well, you don't get to compete until usually January, sometime in December. Uh, we're in high school, you know, you may start March one and you got to meet two weeks later. Yeah. So you've got, it's like that delayed gratification. Yeah. How did that transition? Uh, how did you handle that? Uh, just keeping a vision, just keeping like, knowing what your goals are and just reaching them day by day. Uh, I knew coming in cause I had to, I had to go from glide rotational. Oh yeah. Uh, 12 pound to 16 pound. But, uh, and I was small, I was like under 200 pounds mm-hmm. when I first walked onto that campus. So, uh, and mass moves mass. So I was not throwing that shot, but very <laughs> far F equals MA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, just keeping the vision of where you wanted to be at the end of the season, I think was a real big driver and just competing with yourself every day. You mentioned goal setting. Are you a big goal setter? Uh, I was when I was an athlete, um, a little bit now since I'm not an athlete, but I'm still lifting weights and all the good stuff, like, like doing all that. But I like to set some goals. Yeah. We work, uh, you know, here in the business side, we have different goals, you yeah. know, different sales numbers oh, yeah. you have to hit and different um, projects that you're working on that we have, you know, goals along the way. Uh, how do you think being an athlete and knowing more distance and weightlifting type goals, how has that helped you as you are transitioning to the business world side of it? I would say so. Cause, because my world bids are paramount. Oh yeah. And, right. And, and putting them out there and, and being proactive and how you, you attack it and how you follow mm-hmm. up and all that. I think, 
the competitive nature deep down in me uh comes out in those types of situations yeah yeah great point you know when we talk about with clayton dealing more with contractors and uh our contractor dealers uh much much more contract driven so like yeah. uh we're sometimes typically in a pole vault pit or hurdle situation there's a yeah, there could be a uh, you know hard bid and things like that and there's a purchase order that will come through a dealer so you may purchase from one of our great dealers like mf athletics or bsn sports or vs athletics or your preferred gill athletics dealer uh same with clayton but dealing with contracts because we're talking about construction so you've got a lot of dates that you have to hit that you've got to help the factory get this part of the order out or yeah. we're in trouble because yeah. we're part of that schedule. Remember, they're not just building a track. They're building a building. They're getting uh, track surfacing. Uh, they're renting equipment to smooth out dirt, all this concrete, crazy, crazy stuff. Putting concrete. stuff in concrete. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you think uh, the uh, structure and goal setting of being a college athlete and a college student, because there's same oh, yeah. things in there that happen yeah. have to happen academically uh, have helped you be successful. Cause, cause again, guys and gals, ultra successful this first year my man is killing it you would not know he hasn't even been here for a year so you, you feel like that's helped you uh with some of the success here this first year i would say so um definitely with the structure of like having have bids in having a hard date um i think has has definitely helped me out like being like a workout at 8 a.m being a study hall at five o'clock all that good stuff like there's deadlines every day mm -hmm. for, for a college athlete mm -hmm. whether they want to know it or not but uh but yeah, I think I think it's definitely definitely put a part in it. Surprise! There's deadlines at work too, and there you gotta yeah, get is. here on time, and you got bid due dates, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got people that say, you know, all right, I need an answer by noon. Yeah, it doesn't change just when you do become yeah. an athlete. Yeah, good, good, good way for being an athlete. So how did how did that transition? I don't think we've ever explored this again. Not getting into the X's and O's, but how did that transition from a glider? to a rotational in the shot while also dealing, like you mentioned, the 12 pound to the 16 pound yeah. while also dealing with, I've never done fall practice for a shot, but <laughs> while also dealing with, I'm on my own cause I'm college now, you know, I don't have mom or dad to help wake me up or, you know, drive me here X, Y, and Z. How did that rotational challenge go for you? And two new events. Cause Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, was that kind of right off the bat as well? The, okay. We're going to teach you the hammer and the jab as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, javelin a little bit later because sure. i would hope to be yeah yeah uh but hammer i'm like your prototypical body style for a hammer guy i have pretty long arms for how stocky i am and but but i hurt my back my freshman year and i just never really got in the groove of it but uh but no switching over from from glad rotational i think i think most coaches say it takes like two and a half years for you to really get in really get in like like in your own rhythm mm -hmm. Oh, man, it took me forever. Yeah, it's all right. it took me yeah. forever. Yeah, and um, we had a little mock meet first day on campus. A little mock meet for, first day, first day full throws, not 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 sprints, but throws. It was like okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so okay. like in September. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like okay, let's see how much you've done over the summer. Wow. And <laughs> I had to spin, and I threw like 35, 34 feet. Did you even have a sixteen pounder over summer? No. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first. So the mock meet was sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, you had to be like, oh man, did I make a mistake here? And I think I think coaches might have thought, <laughs> did I make a mistake here too? Just, just Coach Sorefield's like, oh boy. I have the video of I'll, I'll show you a later. Good coach, I don't know that I'm this good of a coach. <laughs> and also Zane Chapman was also a coach there. Yeah. Did, shout out to Zane from Drake Drake University. Yeah. Yes, sir. And well, was he an athlete or he was an athlete at EIU, did his master's there, I believe, and then 
was a volunteer coach after because as soon as he left the track program i came in okay so, so he's we didn't really like, overlap but oh, okay. it was but we did overlap as far as him being a coach yeah so he was there so he he was watching you struggle <laughs> struggle <laughs> yeah yeah but shout out to zane he saw something that no one else saw yeah. so he didn't just automatically go look man you know being a student's not just bad just being an only student <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know what he saw maybe he could tell you but yeah he he kept the fire in me that i i didn't know what was in there yeah. so so how did it go obviously it got a little better because you at least stuck with it yeah uh, how did it go <laughs> when how long did you have coach summerfield and who was the next coach uh i had her for four years yeah okay four years that's good consistency's um, good yep I had a red shirt one of those years. Um, so, and then I got my, my red shirt year back and then we had had a coaching change. Mm -hmm. So, so I had her for four years and it was a good four years. Yeah. Yeah. Did you stay with a business degree? I did. Yeah. Uh, mixture of both sports and business. Like a management. sports admin yep. type. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so as you go into your senior year, and this is really phenomenal to me, again, you know, I, I admonish you about saying, you know, it was only two way that that doesn't matter. Uh, so you don't get to say it's only Eastern or it's only whatever the Ohio yeah. Valley. Uh, talk about the success you had your senior year. So what, what did we start out that mock meet 39? Uh, it was like 34, 35. 30. Okay, I was just yeah, going to call it something, 30. It something, was not good. 30 no, feet. Like 10 meters. It, yeah, 10 meters. There you go. The 33 roughly, right? Uh, the first day on campus. How did senior year go and, and end for you? Um, it started out uh, with start out with the bang and I uh, – I got to 11th, I think, on the EIU all-time list in the shot uh, as a senior. Uh, but outdoors, I was a junior. And um, we ended the season with uh, with being conference champion in the shot. In the yeah, you won a Division One conference championship, my man. In the pouring rain. It was pouring buckets. I mean, you had to know I was going to bring this up because this <laughs> yeah. is so impressive. He showed yeah. me the picture uh, of the um, – the, the competition and he's right you know was, there's rain everywhere it was amazing uh but my man went from throwing 10 meters 33 feet roughly the first day on campus persevered this is the to me that's the most important part of the story because again there, there's so many milestones where you could have been just like ah all right it's not for everybody not everybody yeah. gets to go on and do college track right yeah. i gave yeah. my shot and i move on yeah. uh but you didn't you kept kept working at it, kept working at it and you win the ohio valley right yeah ohio valley shot put conference champion wow yeah you know what i've never done <laughs> i've never <laughs> that's amazing what did that feel like well little, little to backtrack a little bit okay. uh at the conference meeting when it was pouring down rain i was leading through three throws and then um the final throws came up and the sixth throw came up and uh found myself in third place for the final throw and you're the last to throw yeah yeah correct because i won the the prelims i guess so I had to throw a lifetime best in the pouring down rain. When and... did they make the movie of this? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. And I remember standing there on the side uh, about to go up for my sixth and final throw and coach Brent Emanuel, mm. the goat, Brent Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he looked at me, did, well, didn't look at me. He just looked straight forward and said, I thought you said you're going to win me a championship. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was like that. So when through and i i don't know what happened i saw it go past past this little red line they had out there and i'm like okay that looks farther than anybody else throwing today so and then i freaked out and our photographer got some pretty cool pictures of it so, so you didn't have that like i'm thinking about when 
Brian Krauser set the world record. Uh, I distinctly remember it was amazing. He threw it and you know, as he's uh, finishing out the rotation at the end, so his back is towards the sector. Yeah. He puts his hands up in oh, the yeah. air. Awesome. Like he knew it. He just knew, you know, and again, he's done this for so long. He knows what oh, that yeah. thing feels like coming off of his hand, uh, where he wants it, where it, where, where it happens normally yeah. things like that and you know he had his hands in the air maybe it was the olympics for the gold i just remember it was it was the throw and he was he like it was like the babe ruth calling your shot like yeah. he, he turned around and uh, hadn't seen it so it was yeah. in the air there's an amazing picture of that by the way somewhere on the internet and like he felt it you you didn't have that you didn't have that when you release you're like oh i just won a conference champion <laughs> you're just like okay that felt good i did the right things well so so he has a lot more time to do that when the shot puts in the air than I do. <laughs> Things flying a lot farther. <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Hey, and, and by the way, sorry, real positive host. Shout out to Ryan Krauser. Go check out his YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and uh, search Ryan Krauser shot put or something like that. He is giving some really cool behind the scenes looks at his training. Uh, he built his own um, shot put circle uh, out in his uh, his ranch <laughs> that he has there. Some cool fit. He does a lot of cool fishing stuff as well. But really, go check out Ryan Krauser's uh, YouTube channel. Well, one day, maybe Clayton will have his own YouTube channel. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, but you're right. He has, he has a lot of time. That's fair. Yeah. yeah when yeah. you're throwing, you know, 23, 24, yeah. 25, I mean, it's it's ridiculous what he's doing. But, yeah. Um, but but you didn't have that feel of like as you release like. Oh, I got it. I got a hold of one. I did to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides Brenton's voice in my head, <laughs> nagging me on to go get him a championship. Uh, I was thinking the whole time that I just need to just stay on bounce yeah. and just nail the front, get my hand over the toe board because I've been falling away for, from it a little bit. And uh, I knew I went over the toe board and felt my hand extend all the way. I'm like, yep, that's it. So it landed past the red line. So at yeah, that point, yeah. you still don't know you won, but you know, like, oh, okay, like, that's big. I got a shot. Yeah, that thing went far. When they measure it and and say the number, and you you know, your brain connects that it's the farthest, and it's a PR. Yeah. What what does that feel like? So so I didn't even hear what it was. I knew I won. Oh wow. Yeah, I was freaking out before it even. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, the so first you had person an idea that it, yeah, yeah, and the first person to greet me after it landed was my best friend from high school who threw at Belmont. No, swear, and, there, and there's a picture of it. It's great. Yeah, was he competing? Yeah. Wait, so you beat him? Yeah. So the guy that beat you in high school, you came back and beat in college. Yeah, he was uh, more of a hammer discus guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very long, has a super long wingspan. For yeah, still, that's great revenge. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he take it any day, but he. But yeah, he was the first person to greet me whenever I landed. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it was literally like a movie, like something yeah. I've, I've never experienced. That's really cool. Yeah. You might have to send me that picture. And I, I might have to use it for check out Twitter uh, as you're listening to this. So I'll have to make sure I post it because it really is. Like I said, when they making the movie, man. I mean, come yeah. on, that's that's quite amazing. So your senior year, besides winning Division One conference titles, uh, what were you thinking as you're getting closer to your degree? What were you thinking the next step? Were you like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be a coach, or was that even in your mind? So I had a, I had a graduate year because I had a red shirt. So so I got accepted into the uh, master's program at EIU that same day. I won conference, so that was cool too. What a day! Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So I got accepted in the master's program, um, did, did my year then, which happened to be 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the famous 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was as strong as I've ever been in my life. We had a new coach, knew everything. So I was fully prepared to make like, not only like, like a conference run, but like go on to like 
regionals. So, and who's coaching you throws wise now? Cause Jessica yeah. is gone. Jessica was gone at the time and it was Noah Castle currently yeah. at university uh-huh. of Northern Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, doing phenomenal there. Mm-hmm. Shout out Coach Castle. Yeah, who was uh, Darius King? He yep. coached Darius. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, and they had a discus thrower, Tom. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, he we we bonded very well. We are the same age, two weeks apart. <laughs> yeah, I got my master's, and he just went straight from college into coaching. So, so the mutual respect I think was there. Right. We would bounce you bounce stuff off each other all the time, and so. So yeah, it was it was a little bit of experience to have a coach that was literally the same age as you, but it was it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, what did you do? You get your master's degree. You're working on your master's. Uh, it's 2020, so I know you know we all unfortunately know what happened that year. What what's the next step for you professionally? So, um, I was thinking about using the the sixth year to throw because I was literally the strongest I've ever been, best mm-hmm. shape I've ever been in my life, but I thought professionally i should probably move on and mm-hmm. start doing something a little bit more productive mm-hmm. as far as like building resume and all that good stuff mm-hmm. so i became the uh graduate assistant coach for eastern mm-hmm. in the throws mm-hmm. and how'd that go oh well i learned a lot um it was it was a great time a lot of great athletes coming through there um and it was it was an experience that i'm glad i had it's always different i alluded to this earlier and i've spoken about this in different interviews that, you know, coaching when you're an athlete is a selfish endeavor. And what I mean by that is the coach is, is working with you as an athlete. You're, you're trying to digest everything that's happening to help you become better. That's why I say selfish. It's not a negative. It's, yeah. just, it's you. Whereas a coach, the things that you learn and the things that you are implementing are selfless. You're, you're trying to help someone else and yeah. others get better. So how did you transition from that athlete of, okay, everything, every weight I lift, every rep I take is for me to get better to, oh, okay, now I've got to change that and help these guys and gals get better. It's not about yeah. me in that sense anymore. Yeah. And I think the hardest part was trying to put on a professional face when all of your friends because you just graduated yeah. from them being a teammate. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, we've explored that a little bit. That has to be an extremely hard. Yeah. How, how did you deal with that? Well, I was kind of, I was kind of a mentor coach mm-hmm. athlete. So as your junior, senior year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I studied the sport. I, and, and I think I put enough good eggs in their head to, to have good influence. So um, really that wasn't a problem. I don't think it was ever really a, a like a conversation to have. It was just it was just it was just finding the happy medium of where you can be friendly but yet still have that authority. And at this point, are you thinking oh, I'm going to be a coach? This is what I'm going to do, or were you still like I, I'm going to be in the business world, hopefully with sports attached to it mm-hmm. in some form or fashion? I will say uh, I I found out that I I don't think coaching was well, like was my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, and that, and that was a tough pill to swallow. I, I just feel like coaches have to give literally hundred percent of their life to that, to that sport, to those athletes. And I just don't think I could have did that for all, for all the passion into it that all the coaches do for, for pennies, by the way. Yeah. 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 And, and, and at that point, it's not necessarily about the money, but, but I just don't think that passion would have been there. And that's, and that's what athletes deserve. Yeah, right. That's right. So I, I like that you had that self-awareness. You know, I've got yeah. friends in this game that on their, you know, 30th birthday, they're like, yeah, man, I don't have this passion. It's like, man, you've been doing this for a 
call it 10 years at this point. <laughs> you know, been great mm-hmm. if you'd have known that back as a 22-year-old, 23-year-old. Yeah. So it's good to have that self-awareness yeah. that, man, I love this sport. And I love coaches and coaching, but that, that's not me. That's not yeah. who my identity is. And I still do it on the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's still there's still some coaches that I've had in the past that are like, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Like like high school coaches and all that. So so it's not it's not too far away anymore, but but it's it's not the avenue that I wanted to go down. So you go into working and how did you find out about the, the Gill athletics position? One of your former colleagues, um, Austin Hogue, oh, yeah. former Tuscola graduate, oh, Eastern Illinois right. thrower. That's right. Uh, we have a lot of the same past, but uh, he, he worked here, was your colleague for a little bit. That's great. And uh, he was actually my throws, one of my throws coaches in high school. <laughs> so, and I knew that he worked at Gill and I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. Cause because from, from the time I was, sixth fifth grade i had a just like a gill discus in my hand so it's like it's like okay well i know the brand so let's see what i can do here so he helped me out with getting resume together getting getting all the bells and whistles needed to to come do an interview here yeah so so yeah he kind of guided me along that path when you know most people rightfully so don't know what our building even looks like i mean you may have an idea of what uh, what it's like here uh, is it a manufacturer of track and field and other sports equipment but until you roll up and see yeah. you know, the offices and then of course you know I always say on the other side of the wall the things that we do back there it's like voodoo magic to me you, you could probably wrap your head around it yeah. ways better than I can because you're smarter but I, I just am amazed when we bring in a stick of steel uh, cut it weld it paint it and boom it's a pole vault standard like I just yeah. like what in the world yeah that's beyond me <laughs> that's beyond did you me do that um, so what did you think, you know, your first time you, you roll up for your interview during your interview, one of the first things we do is give you a tour so you can kind of get an idea. Yeah. So, uh, I always, um, like to describe it as like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for track people. You're just it's like, Man, right. wow, there's discuses there. Whoa, there's hurdles over there. Whoa. That's... And then for you, you're like, whoa, there's a football goal post. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's odd. Uh, wait, that's a basketball hoop. But, well, okay. This it's different. What were you thinking that first tour and you kind of see it all? I think rolling up, I was just like. I still can't believe this is in Champaign. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't realize, sure. well, at least from the area, don't realize that it, this is in Champaign. Right. And we are one of one here. So, um, but yeah, that was my first thought rolling up. And then uh, as I'm walking through, it's like, it's like, because I remember you pointing out to me something that I sell often, which is a discus form, like a discus ring throws form. And you're like, do you know what that is? I'm like, I have no idea, but now, but now if we went out there, I'm like, okay, that's that. Yeah. Right. right. But if I remember being like, I really don't know anything. <laughs> so, uh, but I, it was, it was, it was incredible. The first time that I went in there, it's like, this is how it's done. Yeah. I couldn't even fathom. Yeah. A little overwhelming. Yeah. Like a fire hose, like trying to drink out of fire hose. You're like, are they going to ask me about this? This is a test. What do yeah. I got to remember from this thing? Yeah. How nerve-wracking. Uh, this is one of your first uh, interviews uh, for a job. You've had other interviews, but your first, I'll call it corporate type of interview. So you get several people, I don't want to say grilling you because we're not really grillers, but <laughs> but it's still nervous because you don't know who these people are. Yeah. You know, kind of your fate is in their hands yeah. type of thing. How was it nerve-wracking? Um, you came off very confident, by the way, to, to give you kudos. I'm glad I could put on that face, the, the poker face for you. <laughs> but, but, uh, I've, I actually met Scott before Scott Phelps mm, yeah. I met Scott Phelps before as I was a coach, we were picking up some implements and I had to meet him here to get right. it. Yeah. So I, yeah. so, so I knew his face. And I think he, he like, he was kind of like, I know you. And I was like, I know you too. So, so yeah, I kind of knew that, but uh, other than that, I was blind coming in here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you did a great job, obviously. <laughs> uh, you were the obvious choice uh, to come in. And, um, you know, we, we um, because of where we are and things like that, we hire a lot of uh, rookies, I'll say, you know. Uh, and but I'll tell you what, you've come in and, do, and done an amazing job. Uh, what, what has been, when, when is your one-year anniversary? August 23rd. Oh, man, so we're still a couple months away. It's you're just boggles. Yeah. Um, so you're still, you know, a couple months away from your one year anniversary. Uh, and I've always said, and we say it kind of corporately here, you really don't know the job until one year in. Until yeah. you, you've gone through the whole cycle of track season itself. You've got another cycle of construction season, things like that. What um, you, You've been a part of some amazing things, indoor and outdoor track uh, national championships. What has been like in this close to one year, like your biggest surprise, like positive surprise, like, oh man, I didn't know that I get to talk to this person or I get to do this event or anything that sticks out to you? I think being around the NSA championships and being around all those people, all those like people that, that maybe see on like social media, who's like throwing super far, running super fast. And it's like, wow, I'm actually like here. Like I wasn't there as an athlete, but I'm there now as a representative for Gale athletics. So, so it's, it's just as exciting. Absolutely. You're, uh, for those who don't know, Clayton is our representative for the D2 national meet. So he is the one coordinating with the on-site people for the equipment that's going to be needed. Uh, and then he's there and he's doing everything from packet pickup to, um, you know, biz dev activities, etc. cetera. Uh, he's always over by the throws, by the way. He never goes and watches he does watch steeple. I'll give him that. Uh, but he ain't watching anything. He's just doing over the over by the throws. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was it like the first, you know, the first D2 championship that you went to was at Pitt state, great facility, great Excellent. coaching staff, yeah. great meet, yeah. uh, that was there. What was it like? Like, was there like an aha moment? Like maybe the, the first time the gun cracked or the first, um, first shot put that one out and it was like, Oh my gosh, like, like I'm here. Uh, you have unfettered access, by the way. That's kind of a little bonus of working for Gil. You get to walk wherever you want to watch the meet. Yeah. Uh, what was it like that first national championship? Honestly, uh, it really started on practice days because, like, I I'm still kind of in like the athlete mindset where oh, it's sure. like where it's like, okay, I'm gearing up for national championship. I'm like, whoa, hold up, I'm gearing up to set up the national championship, not not be in it. But but I kind of got it, like got a little jitters. It's like it's like okay, this is here, like this is big time, and. I, I haven't felt that since I was an athlete. I was like, oh, this is this this is back at it. Yeah. Like we're we're back at it again. It's like, no, pump the brakes. Yeah. But that was probably the aha moment. Did you have, you know, there's this D1 or bust mentality in the world. Uh, and a lot of it is centered around what's on TV for football. So, yeah. um, you know, we see the University of Illinois football team on TV more than we see Western Illinois or Eastern Illinois, et cetera. Uh, and those are both Division One schools. So that was a bad example there. But more than we see uh, Illinois Wesleyan, uh, things like that. Um, so were you surprised when you went to the Division Two National Championship? You come from a D1 world, and while you may not have qualified for nationals, still that was a goal. A set. Yeah, like that's what absolutely. you definitely – I would bet you definitely looked at the Division One National Championship results every year in college. You're like, oh, well, those guys throwing. That's what I got. Okay, let's go I get check it. Check every day, T-fers, that's every it, Sunday. Yeah. Check so when you got to D2, did you go in – and you, you know, be honest. Um, did you go in thinking like, okay, I was D2, it's not D1, uh, but then come out with like, oh my gosh, like these men and women are amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, I'm not an advocate for, for anyone. I mean, it's like, I know that there's excellent athletes at every single level, 
there's there's no exception. So uh, I have a lot of friends who were at the Division two level who would kick my butt <laughs> up and down in the throws ring. Right. So absolutely no no ill feelings for yeah. for for the levels that are below division yeah. one absolutely not and if you did you just watch the first competition and, and like, that yeah, goes would... away really quick if you're smart you're just like oh my goodness yeah, first throw i'm like yeah that beats mine by <laughs> by meter some amazing coaches yeah, man, at no all doubt. levels and amazing athletes. no doubt what does it take help us understand the process you know you worked on division two indoors with Pitt state and then division two outdoors at Grand Valley State, two amazing meets. You did an amazing job, you and your team, uh, getting the equipment set up, things like that. Uh, kind of give us a 30,000 foot level of what, what actually is involved with being the official equipment sponsor for these meets. It's not, uh, spoiler alert, it is not snap your fingers and things just show up. Like yeah. you started meetings, well, probably the, I mean, in August, you were probably within the first week or two, it was like, hey, you need to start going yeah, to these meetings. Definitely put a bug in my ear. Yeah, give us kind of a 30,000 foot level what goes into these meets for us. So, so right off the bat around, I think it was Christmas time, maybe a little bit before, maybe like Thanksgiving, like that time in between. Uh, we got on the phone and talked to our site for the guys in March for Pitt state. Uh, so, so we get a brief overview about who we are and we're going to be our site or like the site contacts for division two. And then we start talking about what their facility has and, and if we need to supply it or not, what we need to bring and all that good stuff, how much do we need to bring? And, um, and then that's a big long process in itself, getting all, getting that all checked off. Cause if you forget one thing, it's, you it, hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. So, so just the checks and balances with that. Um, and then getting all logistics to getting the stuff there, getting yourself there, mm-hmm. knowing when to set up, when you can access the facility, mm-hmm. uh, all that good stuff. And then the meet schedule, you got to work around that. Um, and then once, once it's all done, you got to pick it up, and move it back. What's been, you've been to two great meets. I was mm-hmm. at both of them with you and just uh, phenomenal team battles, uh, again, I'm, you know, the coaches are just, I mean, first class, it really, it's really unbelievable on the division two level. Uh, what has been the biggest like fun moment for you out of those two meets? Was there like a performance you saw or a coach you got to meet that you thought, man, I've never been able to meet so-and-so anything that was like super fun. I don't know about just one single event, but just the overall energy, mm-hmm. something that, that I really was never part of because the OVCs weren't terribly populated i mean a lot more teams here here at the national level but wow like the atmosphere just overall with team battles and all that good stuff big time and there's some some individual performances uh, i'm not even gonna try to say their names because but <laughs> sure. but uh yeah it just the overall energy was just outstanding that's a good way of putting yeah. it I, I would agree with that uh even all the events but i would maybe on the division two level personally i might give that specific to the throws crew because there's just i mean don't mess around with division two throws coaches man and and athletes they are some phenomenal i mean go go check the results go look at what these kids are throwing and there's coaches behind those throws it it really is and there's a a fun group of of uh division two throws coaches that are just great people that are hyped up uh and just really just just get it done they get the job done yeah 
definitely. What, what are you, as we start to wrap up here today, Clayton, what are you, you know, maybe it's your first year anniversary, uh, anything you're looking forward to? Uh, you, now you kind of get the scope of what we do on a yearly basis yeah. and it continues to grow and get better. You, as you continue to uh, learn more about the business side of things, gain more experience and therefore more responsibilities, anything that you're looking forward to? Uh, just construction season. It's summertime, yeah. construction season. Uh, people want to update their facilities. So uh, just getting in the thick of that, I think is going to be really exciting seeing all, all the different facilities that they're going to pop up, whether we get the bid or not. It's still great to see who who's all making moves and updating the facilities. Um, but uh, I think just growing the division also growing the division is, um, is uh, uh, something that I take pride in. And I think a lot of people don't actually realize what, what we do or don't have. Mm. Um, as far as like the other sports are concerned. So I think growing the division that way and uh, just seeing it blossom yeah. is something special. Well, you're doing a lot special, my man. Uh, and maybe uh, before I just lay my accolades on you because you deserve it you know a lot of people know me through this podcast and through you know i'm an old man so a lot of people know me just because i'm old and i know a lot of people uh, i'm sure one of the top questions people that are listening right now want to know what's it like working with mike cunningham some people would even say what is it like working with the mike cunningham <laughs> uh, now I, I have all uh, rights to edit this response, folks. So uh, this was not rehearsed. He has no, he had no clue I was asking that. So, uh, but truthfully, uh, and, and not me. Let's let's be real here. Uh, what's it like working with this team? I mean, you know, we've got some just a one first class <laughs> world champion people yeah. here. What's it like being in this team? Great. It's uh, very welcoming. Uh, everyone's there to lend a helping hand. I think that is great for any new professional or someone who, who may just have a simple question and maybe someone else have, like, like has the answer. Um, but having like River here who, who is younger than I am and uh, to, like just having him around it, like as well to get a, a younger feel to it, I think is huge as well. But I think just definitely the guidance that I've gotten uh, in this nine months <laughs> uh, has been great. That's and, awesome. And that's something that I wish every business had. Well, uh, you know, if you go back, we've had, like I said, I think this is teammate number four. So River, who he mentioned, who was a pole vaulter at Coastal Carolina, he was on the podcast back in December, I believe, of 21. We're getting to a point now where we've done it a long enough time. I can't remember all the dates. Uh, Jennifer Vanderlot, our uh, customer service manager, director of fulfillment, who was an All-American thrower at Indiana University. She's been on the podcast. Brian Carell, uh, who you know well from NCAAs mm -hmm. and, and R&D, our field service rep. He's been on the podcast. Uh, now we've had Clayton coming up uh, in the next few months. We're going to have Rob Mathias. He's, yeah, oh yeah. He, Can't he's, wait for I that cornered one. him. He's, he's in. Yeah, cool. uh, that's going to be unique. I mean, what a yeah. great, I mean, yeah. what a, what a, what an anchor. Yeah, for no our doubt. Team. No doubt. Uh, it's really quite amazing. But, um, you know, Clayton, um, it's easy to say this recorded and for posterity reasons that, you know, what a great teammate you are, man. Appreciate um, it. You know, you came in just fresh and green and rookie as it can be in a very challenging role. You know, it's it's one thing to be in a role like a Rob River, Scott, that focuses on pits, poles and hurdles. And those are fun and you get to see those things. But unfortunately, a lot of the work that you do, it goes in the ground you don't even see it. Very true. <laughs> it's hard to go to a track and go, yeah. Hey, you see that sand pit form? Well, no, I see sand yeah. <laughs> and we don't sell sand. Yeah. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> you have taken 
a very challenging part of the market, a very challenging part of uh, our uh, sport, uh, specifically a track and field, but also have added baseball, tennis, soccer, uh, et cetera, field hockey, lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't even mention those. Love for uh, all sports. <laughs> love, love for all sports. That's right. Uh, and you've just done an amazing job talking to contractors. That's different than talking to a coach. Uh, working with architects, that is extremely different than talking to coaches, uh, but yet you keep that passion and love for the sport and for the coaches of that sport always at the forefront. I, I can see it when you're working with a contractor on uh, a cage, uh, and, which is a different conversation than having it with a coach, but I can see it in your the way you do things, the, the eyes of when you're doing things that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing this because at the end of the day, that coach is going to have a kick-ass uh, cage yeah. because of how I've worked with this architect and this contractor to make <clears> sure it's installed correctly. They purchased the right one for them. That mm-hmm. the, the, it's the cage that that program and that coach deserves. So you've done a great job. I'm Appreciate just it. super excited. You know, uh, just like in athletics, just like your freshman year, uh, almost throw it away. It's like, oh man, it's so bad. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, you know, as you continue to build on year two coming up, year five, year ten. Uh, man, I'm just so excited yeah. for what, what you're going to be able to accomplish here for coaches and for our teammates here, man. I, I look back at what I did in my first year. I didn't do 10% of what you did the first <laughs> year, but I look at like, oh, I built onto it. And look yep. what I'm, you know, yep. I'm contributing now in 16 years. Uh, man, I'm, I'm so excited that your story, where it is today and that it continues to be written. Uh, and I can't wait to, to do a 10 year uh, anniversary <laughs> podcast with you and find out, you know, you'll be like, oh yeah, I was so naive. I used to think X, Y, and Z. And then I, you know, experience taught me yeah. ABC. So uh, you're doing a great job, man. Super pumped that you would join us on the podcast today, man. Thank you. Uh, I know how busy me. you are. <laughs> so you, you know, you got a ton built up on your yeah, desk no and doubt. your email and your voicemails, man. Yep. Uh, so just so thankful for your time. Can't wait for next year. Division two is where are we going? Indoor Virginia beach. Yes. Hey, that's an amazing facility. Uh, not to brag. I did all the track side on that, man. I love that facility. Thank you for that. Wait to see that. Uh, and then outdoors, we are Colorado, Colorado Mesa. Is that right? Or Pueblo? Pueblo. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the Mesa, uh, throws coach in my head. I had a great conversation with him at, uh, Grand Valley Pueblo, which I've never been out there. So, uh, but it is, have you seen pictures of the track? Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous the mountains and the i mean yeah very gosh. excited for that one uh but that's probably colorado there it's all high elevation so we probably make sure we're in shape so we you know, i'll walk across the track and i'll get out of breath bro <laughs> okay i gotta make sure we do that uh, all right next year is gonna be awesome man clayton thank you so much for being here today if you have listened and uh you like this maybe this is your first time being here thank you for being here uh one of the best advices i can give you if this is your first one is go back in the the catalog of guests we've had Super, super amazing coaches here from Boosh Snyder of LSU. Uh, Dwayne Ross, the new coach at University of Tennessee, was on uh, a couple of years back. Sue Humphreys, high jump uh, coach extraordinaire. Uh, DeG Taylor from uh, BYU, just really the, the top of the top coaches. Uh, I mentioned Adam Kedge from Albuquerque High School, uh, a couple of coaches from Kentucky High School, just superb coaches. So uh, just thankful for your time being here today and look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. What an incredible journey Coach has been on. So awesome to hear their story in their own words. Tremendous proof of the positive effects coaches make on a daily basis. Help us spread the word of this great journey by sharing on your favorite social media channel. And don't forget to take a minute to rate and review the podcast. You just might get a shout out on a future episode. That's it for today. 
Join us next week when we'll connect you with another amazing coach.